Well, welcome to the show. Got my coffee. Get yours. You know what? Creativity comes in so many forms, from painting to TikTok, and we're going to be talking about both today. Stay tuned. Welcome to our podcast, Doing It Right. This podcast reveals authentic stories from successful leaders doing it right. It's about their journey to become a leader, their choices, motivations, and lessons. In essence, how they built successful personal brands. Your host is Valerie Sokolowski, author of eight leadership books and nationally known as an authority on executive presence and personal branding. Let's get started. Here's Valerie. Okay, I'm going to get right into the show because I have a fascinating young man who is the multidisciplinary artist at TikTok, and he's going to tell us all about it. So welcome, Cameron Colan, but you go by what? I go by Cam or whatever you want to call me. <laughs> <laughs> Cam, short for Cameron. Yes. I like that. It is. Okay, let's get right into it. Thank you, first of all, for being here from New York. Thank you very much for having me. Was, I'm honored. Uh, it was a journey, but I'm happy to be here. You got here when? I got here yesterday morning. All around, right. That's around noon. Noon so time. Specific. Yeah. <laughs> and no jet lag. No. no yeah. <laughs> Cameron, Cam, tell us about, first of all, how did you get to TikTok? Your journey of, you know, I was born. Take it wherever you want to go. But how did you get to an organization like that? Yeah, so I was at an interesting point in my life where I wanted to leave like the advertising industry and I was really focused on my own artistic expression and like how I can channel some of these ideas that I've been meditating on for, for quite some time. And, and a friend I'd worked with in the past reached out to me and said, there's this company that like is doing some stuff that seems really cool and that it might align with what you believe in. And like, those are things that are like collective creativity and like br bringing up voices that um, have not usually gotten a platform and like really this idea of like fast creation and, and working with others in, in, a, in a really interesting way. Um, so artistic. I looked into it. Artistic. Yeah, yeah it, it is. It's like a very modern form. Of, it's, it's Andy Warhol's 15 seconds of fame, um, <laughs> but like at a scale that like he couldn't even imagine even with it underneath that that blonde wig couldn't even concept this kind of stuff <laughs> well um, now you went to school at oklahoma university i did and you studied what i studied uh, advertising strategy and consumer psychology and, and things along those lines and i actually originally wanted to be a journalist um and i was on journalism scholarship at, at ou um and uh the the i went and experienced some things in that world and realized that the life that one had to live in that profession, although extremely admirable, wasn't necessarily the one I saw for my future. Um, and had some amazing professors that saw that what I liked was writing and critical thinking and learning about people. And they said, maybe explore this like consumer strategy, advertising like stuff. Um, and, uh, it's a cool fit and the program there was fantastic so it, it really helped set me up with all the resources that i could possibly need to to start thinking in my own way about the way we all interact with the things being broadcast to us so you you enjoyed the university experience and how did that how did the things you learned you know textbook and college <clears throat> what's one thing that took you you'll never forget into the real world of work yeah i think there was a program we had called Lindsay and asp where we actually had an in-house 
marketing advertising agency within the school where we had real clients mm -hmm. and did real business. And that was an experience that like, I don't know if many people get to have like in the sanctum of, of school, mm -hmm. um, where we were really learning and doing real business, but like, it wasn't like our, we weren't going to get fed because we were in the a scholastic environment, um, which was really, really unique. And then tangentially from that, they had loads of real world advertising agencies that would come through and talk to us and, and created opportunities actually helped me land my first internship in New York. Um, That's how you got those. to New York. Mm -hmm. And yeah. what was the first job in New York? It was at McCann, uh, an advertising, a massive advertising agency. It was like uh, the one where the final seasons of Mad Men occur. Uh, I remember like <laughs> sitting in one of the conference rooms and they had the little placard where uh, for the Coca-Cola, buy the world of Coke uh, thing. And I was like sitting there at like, I don't know, 21 or something and looking at him like, that's pretty neat. Like that's pretty big. Um so yeah, that that's kind of the the foray from like that really unique experience that got me to like the city that I'm in and, and generally the progression I'm on is like someone just exploring creativity and, and communication of ideas um, on on a multitude of levels. So you're you've landed nicely. What just taking it down from a business perspective, when you get up in the morning at tick, do you go to TikTok? No, it's all virtual. It's all virtual. Was it in person though? Yeah, for, for a while it was in person. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So multidisciplinary artist, you get up in the morning and what does your day look like? Tell me what yeah. that role looks like. Mm -hmm. So my actual role at TikTok is a content development lead. Mm -hmm. um, in life, I try and just channel my creativity in a multitude of ways. So how that starts in the morning is I wake up, I stretch a little bit, get my body moving, I meditate, and then I write for about like five to 10 minutes. Whatever, what do you write? Whatever what you write? whatever comes out. Just like pure artist pages, like straight from mind, like soul, soul to paper kind of thing. Um, like journaling? Like I might journal? Journaling, like fused with like writing, like the illustrations and, and poetry and like whatever it okay. might feel in that moment. Okay. Post and then... Um, with some, some meditation um, sprinkled in before or after that, it kind of it kind of depends, and then um, just get on with my day, and then open up my laptop, and then start talking with different teams, and um, just throwing around ideas, and and then building building things with um, creators and, and things like that, and then after the the TikTok day ends, I'm usually back into my art studio painting something, working with other artists to like come up with different ideas or just having conversations and discourse around the way we view the world and how we can kind of open it up to, to more people and, and share that. And then uh, once that's over, then, then sleep for a little bit and then wake up and do it all over again. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had to ask, you know, I've, I've known so many artists, friend artists and, and professionally, uh, and I love the way you think. I love the way you think. How do you get your inspiration for something? Let's stay on TikTok for a moment. I know you did a couple of pretty cool things at TikTok that you're proud of, you mentioned. You wanna tell us about something that maybe we saw that you developed? There's a handful of them that have won awards and, and things like that. But I think one of the things that I'm most proud of is getting big corporations to really open up to smaller creators 
and really inviting them into the fold of their creative process and really having conversations with with your communities and and, and your consumers as opposed to um, just talking at them. And I think one way that that came to life recently was we worked with a GIF peanut butter. Um, Jiffy. Yeah. Yeah. And we, and we created a, a, a challenge of sorts where a, a community member got to co-create musically with a very famous musician. Um, and they created some really beautiful um, and interesting and fun um, songs together and, and music together. And like that, like just like ideas mm. like that, that you're allowed to like create and then like, can percolate through the community um, and give people That's like a new a new platform to express themselves. Like it's just that that main concept and as it scaled through um, different <laughs> businesses and stuff is like probably what I'm most proud of. And and that's I'm simply a vessel for that. The the community and the platform itself um, have really championed that. Um, and me and, and the people that work at the company just kind of like helped make that um, come true. When when TikTok started. And you were there pretty much, you said, right after it started. What was their vision? So here's another platform. We got Facebook, we got Twitter, we got LinkedIn, right? We got all these platforms. What was their vision then and has it changed? I think throughout the entirety of that I've been there, it's about spreading creativity and bringing joy to people. Um, little quick hits of joy throughout your day. and That's and, very clear. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, and I don't think that's changed. Um, and I think that everyone that works there embodies that. And I think everyone that experiences the platform kind of feels that in a similar way. So Cam, how can I, as a business owner, use TikTok? I think one of the things the most powerful about it is it's a ability to um, really develop a direct connection with the people that uh, are in your community. Okay. Um, so you can have one-to-one -one conversations and create with them on an everyday level. Um, that really helps perpetuate your message, helps you learn more about them and helps them feel closer to you. Um, and I think it really like, again, one of these like core tenets of, of me personally is this idea of like ideas aren't precious and, and sharing things, uh, sharing work in progress and things like that. And I think this is just a tool, um, that allows that at, on a business level. Mm -hmm. Um, so you have an idea for, uh, your next guest or your next show or something, right? Mm -hmm. And you want to feel out if your audience is, is, is vibing with it. Well, you can just kind of go on to this platform and ask them directly and, and see the way that they communicate with it. And maybe someone has a say, what if you ask them this question, you can use these certain tools that we have, uh, to, to, um, to help perpetuate that conversation with them. And I think uh, that's mm -hmm. one of the main ways that I'd see like someone like you would, would mm -hmm. really be able to use a, a platform like this. Um, okay, I'll look into it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cameron, I wanna get to uh, you now in your other area, which is beautiful art and the two go together. So I know that you had a very difficult situation in New York that happened and um, that it kind of was an inspiration to you, thank goodness. Can you tell us about that? Yeah. Um, my best friend and roommate and he's like a brother to me, like kind of life partners of sorts, um, was, uh, he was murdered um, in a random act of violence um, almost just over two years ago. Um, and um, that really shook me to my core. 
um, and still does to this day. Sure. Um, and um, in the darkness, there was light, and that light was to see the way that his impact that he'd made. His name was Jose Zambrano. He was an artist of the truest sense. Um, he started his own virtual reality company. Um, he quit his corporate job to start that because that's where his passion was and made amazing games that were all about bringing people together. Um, growing up in Venezuela, video games were a way that he was able to connect with people that was language agnostic and they've always resonated, they always resonated really heavily with him. So he took that passion and created something really, really beautiful out of it. And in the moments after his passing, um, I saw this really interesting change in almost everyone around us and like you kind of saw his energy come into the, to the people um, that he, lives he touched. And I think um, there's nothing that will ever replace someone being here. Um, that scar is a scar and it doesn't go away. But to see the impact um, someone had on so many people um, at such a young age was really like just a testament to him as an individual. And I think each of us try and channel that energy and that inspiration um, every day since um, the ones where we can and, and the ones where we can't, it's okay too. And I think like it just gave me a, a real understanding of like the full breadth of, of the human Life. experience. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Is that when you started your, really started your art? He is um, definitely a catalyst for it, but he was old. he's like the kind of person that would support anyone doing anything they were doing. And uh, I was, I started painting really intensely when we were roommates for about three to three, four years. And um, he would always support that quite a bit. And then I'd say, I mean, oh, more than almost anyone else in my life. And it was, it was a beautiful relationship we had because he would mess around with it too. And we both create in our own ways. We go to drawing classes together and everything and like sit around the kitchen table. And, and that was kind of what we did together. Um, after that, I think I found it to become much more of like a therapeutic outlet and like a way to express my feelings and ideas for the ones I didn't have words for. Yeah. Um, so I think I've, I've started to see it as as more of a an outlet and uh, to express those those things and hopefully unlock those feelings for other people too and give them a, a way to feel comfortable expressing mm -hmm. um, those feelings in themselves, whatever way is natural to them. Um, but it really, it, it's, it saved my life. Um, and it, it continues to every day, give me, give me meaning and purpose and, and exciting. And, and yeah. You know, what's interesting about that, uh, that you took to art. I've known many people who have had tragedies and they did turn to art, never knew they had any artistic ability. Isn't that interesting? And, and yours, uh, there's something about balloons. I see some balloons there. There's a few in here. <laughs> I want to talk about what that is. And just the creative, you brought some books and you showed me all your stuff, which is interesting. I want to hold that sketch up, just that sketch. <laughs> I mean, that's so interesting. You just have that book and start sketching. So what is it about uh, balloons that you bring into most of your art, I guess. Yeah, I use balloons as a metaphor and a medium a lot of the time. So I actually paint with balloons quite a bit. You um, too. Yeah, so like a lot of these textures are actually applied with a balloon, like this blending over here, for instance. And 
and things like that. And they actually, they, and they create a really beautiful thing um, huh. afterwards. But just metaphorically, I find balloons as this beautiful, approachable way of communicating that energy is never created nor destroyed. And the air goes into a balloon. And then eventually it'll pop. <laughs> and, and that air will then go into another balloon. And that, to me, that's kind of the same way that our life energy um, occurs um, on a daily basis. Which is a fun thing, a very deep, a deep metaphor. And yet I couldn't help but go laughing, right? Yeah, it brings a, it brings a smile to something that's rather smile. serious. Art is too serious to be taken seriously. Okay, that, I'm so glad you said that because you have given me some fun and very deep teachable points of view, your lessons learned. One of them, uh, you kind of addressed, don't be precious about your ideas, open up. Yes, I think to me, that's this idea of like um, sharing works in progress, opening your sketchbook, giving half ideas to people you trust and allowing them to build with you and like really taking your ego out of the creative process and, and allowing others to, to help you create something that on an individual basis no one will be able to create. And I think that's like, that to me is really what makes making things special is when you're comfortable enough with yourself to do it with others um, and with your idea at, at its mm -hmm. core. And I think there's like a, there's a real power that's unlocked there that is a, an exponent on any individual concept. Um, that's super, super special to me personally, because um, I've seen the magic of it. And, and if we're going to reference a, a project we did for for Jose. Um, we created this thing called the Zamboree, which was a book um, that had his uh, sketches in it from his sketchbook. And then every other page, um, a collection of like 80 people whose lives he touched got two pages, black and white, to just express themselves in whatever way naturally manifested um, as mm -hmm. an homage to, to him and, and what he meant to, to their life. Um, and I wish I'd brought one with me today, but it is a really, it's probably the thing I'm most proud of, um, being a part to, of. Are you going to print that? I've maybe? printed a hundred copies of them and his family and friends have them. And hopefully maybe we'll give them to some other institutions and, and, and people whose, whose lives he touched in New York, but, um, and, and around the world. Um, but yeah, and the, but that to me is just like you have all these different people's point of views working at one concept, and it created something that, again, there was photos, poems, songs, mm -hmm. um, paintings, all sorts of things that on an individual level, no one could ever fathom, but channeling that collective expression created something that's really, it's it's breathtaking. Um, and, and if you didn't know him and you do experience it, you get to feel him and the impact he was he had on the people around him through it. And I think like... That's a, an individual example of this broader concept, but that's, that's something that's a core tenet of, of what I believe in. That is so beautiful. And I can take that as you were talking about it. I'm envisioning from a business perspective, taking ego out. I'm thinking about teaming. Audience, you know, we have teams that we work with. You said egoless. That was one of your teachable points of view. Ego, you said this is a Quincy Jones quote, but... <laughs> Let's do it. Ego is overdressed in security, right? So wouldn't it be cool if every team thought about, I'm egoless, I'm a blank slate. I have others around me that have equal, if not better ideas. 
that's a concept you can take right into business. Mm -hmm. And then the piece about don't don't be precious about your ideas. Open up again. I find in business, Cam, that sometimes people are afraid, right? Definitely. Afraid to open up. And if we don't open up, like you said, life seeds, our life seeds, that's a beautiful two words put together. Our life seeds aren't going to be sown mm -hmm. if we don't open up. Instead of, no, no, this is my idea. I'm not going to share it versus right. what else do you want to know? Mm-hmm. And I think that institutions and organizations and businesses also have a responsibility to make sure that their individual contributors feel comfortable enough to yes. express themselves in ways that might be wrong um, and, and just sharing ideas that feel natural to them in the moment um, and just creating safe spaces for that. Because safe when we all feel safe to express ourselves in a way that's most natural to who we are, the ultimate benefactor is the collective. Um, and that to me is, again, something we can channel in life situations, whether at a dinner table or we're at a boardroom. Um, and th those ideas, I think, help us get closer to a better world. And uh, as the end goal is to get closer to a better world, but on an individual level, it gets better, closer, better relationships, yes. better, better output just on a one-to-one -one level. Um, yeah, I'm rambling, but I really do think that if we can create more spaces that more people feel safe to be themselves in um, from, every, from every cut of cloth. Um, Authenticity. That's the whole show, Cam. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally. And and like the that there's real power in that. I feel like the word gets thrown around all the time, but if you really are convicted by it and you right. really create systems that support that, then like there's, a, there's the proofs in the pudding. And, and those are the, from a company standpoint, the companies can do that, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Talk about process. You have a creative process. I would love to know how to be more creative and have a process to follow. So will I, you hold it up and we will have yeah. it Where are you? bigger Where are on the you? screen? My journal. Um, so I think that there are seven core tenets of the creative process that like come up to, to make anything. I'll make a prettier version that <laughs> we can project later in post. Yeah. Um, but um, I believe it's a, it's a virtuous cycle. Okay. Um, and at the end of that uh, cycle is the moment where my creation or your creation or their creation um, inspires someone else. So it keeps to, going. Exactly. To create on their own and to create whatever's natural of them. And that to me is like the whole meaning of art and, 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 and on, for me personally, like of life is to make things and inspire others to explore themselves and their worldview. But if we break down the core tenets of this, it starts with inspiration, then it goes to conception. So applying that feeling to an idea and then curation, which is when you take materials and, and find um, things to actually bring that concept to life. Mm -hmm. And then inspection, where you're actually inspecting the idea against the materials itself. And then's the actual point of creation where you're putting the idea and the materials together and actually making something. And that's kind of where art, the art uh, making experience is. And then the next two phases are the experience of art. And that's where we actually present something and install it. Think about how we present it is mm -hmm. the sixth step. And then actually installing it in that place. And that's where the art experience is, the experience of art. Um, and, and other individuals come into the fold then. 
and then from installation and then goes back to inspiration. And hopefully in that section is where someone feels something from what you installed, what you created, and then makes it on their own. And then the cycle starts all over again for for them or for you. You could even feel something again with your with your own work. But I think uh, the life seeds that you mentioned are are what are planted after when seven goes back to one. And and I also think there's something special in like a seven's almost like the perfectly balanced number visually. Yes. Um, and there's a lot of powerful sevens throughout history, time, religion. Um, um, and I and I think that this is just a simple way to look at making um, across all things and hopefully with the end goal of, of making the world and someone better or, or understand something deeper um, about themselves or, or the world around them. And it goes to business. Mm-hmm. As you said, those I'm thinking about when I create a training program or I'm getting ready to develop a new a new concept. So just list them again, one, two, yes. three, four, five. So one, inspiration, and then conception, and then curation, and then inspection, then creation, then presentation, then installation, and then it goes back. I love that. To inspiration. And then it just keeps going around. You know, around. so many, Cam, what's so great about our conversation today is so many of the things that you've talked about. You're talking in the art world and in the creating things content for TikTok. And yet I'm thinking and have brought it to business. And it's the same concepts, isn't it? Which is mm-hmm. so cool. Uh, before we leave, I would love to know, just take one of these pictures. That, and can you see both of them? Uh, tell us about, this one is so colorful. And of course, it's easy to see. So what is it? What am I supposed to see there? What do you see? <laughs> I knew you'd say that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I see uh, growth. I see a tree. That's a great question, by the way, because in training, I have, I shouldn't tell you my tricks, (laughs) (laughs) but I have taken something and I may take this one now as a concept and teams need to figure out what they, what they all see and what you, all right. So that's a great question because we all see it differently. I see the tree. I see some Asian that looks like Asian writing on the right. I, funny, over here on the left, I see a, I see a thumbs up. (laughs) I see a thumbs up. Am I seeing things that other people see? You're you're seeing everything that you need to see. (laughs) Uh, I I think that's what's beautiful about art in general, right? Uh, To me, this, like, I don't make this to be like figurative in any sense. I make it to be an expression of what I was feeling in that moment. And the moment I was feeling was we were coming out of quarantine and I was trying to find balance. And it's like, in a way, is this like distributed equilibrium, like balance in the chaos ah, okay. in, a, in a sense. And yes, there is some new growth out of here trying to figure out your way through through the, the chaos itself. Um, <laughs> but uh, yes, you definitely, there's definitely some trees. The thumbs up and the... Uh, the Asian symbols that were new. I now I can't unsee the thumbs up now. Um, <laughs> but that's what's beautiful about it, right? Like yeah. art's entirely subjective. That's and it's great. about the fact that you feel something and see something that's in you, and that's what's right. There is no wrong that's in wonderful. it. Wonderful. Um, 
But, I think yeah, that, thumbs I, up. <laughs> I think that thumbs up is right. Yeah. I think that's maybe why contemporary art is so fascinating because it you, you can see different things. I don't want you to go before we talk about a couple of other teachable points of view. One of them is, and, and we've kind of talked about this, create to help others mm -hmm. learn to. And isn't that true in business when we develop something, a vision, a leader has a vision, uh, if they don't communicate it, it stays in just one little seed and it doesn't grow. So creation is to help others learn to. And then let's see, I think we talked about the other ones. Is there anything else you would want to leave with our audience about how you take the concepts that you have in art and at TikTok in your job, uh, two jobs, <laughs> and you are in galleries in New York, which is fabulous, going toward the future, is there any final thing you would want to leave with the audience about leading in life, just leadership, period? I think if you're granted the privilege to help guide people, part of that is losing yourself um, and making sure that you're taking care of those that are following you. Um, and I think it's me buying time for a real answer, but I, uh, no, just thinking of other answer. thinking for others first, I think like yeah. the position of being a leader is like, not what you just, it's not just about what you think is best. It's about what is best for everybody. And when you bake in, um, some like altruism into that, that, that altruism becomes a, a utility in its own. Um, and just use that platform to help other people. Um, if you were blessed with the privilege of that kind of position, then like people mm -hmm. could really use your support um, and, and being intentional with how you're giving that support, um, not just kind of throwing it against the wall just to, to, to check the box. You know, I think when it's really that altruism is baked into everything you do, it shows in your team, it shows in your, your output. Um, and it shows in the impact that your entity, what, however it, that might manifest, mm -hmm. has has on the world, um, and that it's bigger than it's it's bigger than just business. You bet. Well said. Well said. Thank you. Appreciate <laughs> All it. All the way from New York. <laughs> so I am going to now go on TikTok and figure uh -oh. out what Here I should go. be doing uh, on we're TikTok. We're going to become friends now. <laughs> You're going to get stuck. We're going to be sending each other videos we all are. the time now. I yeah. might be doing that. I'll say, first, I'll send it and say, is this okay? Yeah. Everything's <laughs> Cameron, okay. I want people to go to your website because it's incredible and you can see it on the screen. Stuff by Camco. I think that's great. <laughs> dot XYZ. Stuff by Camco. Dot XYZ. Awesome show. Don't, don't forget that we always have awesome shows, and I want you to please hit that red button right now if you haven't subscribed so you don't miss any of the segments. We always have fascinating guests like Cameron. And I also would love for you to buy my two books, Monday Morning Leadership for Women. It's a great leadership guide. Eight chapters, eight lessons. It's being used in companies actually in mentoring programs and in leadership development. And then Do It Right, that's where we got the name, Doing It Right. So until next time, stay happy, stay healthy, 
And remember, just always do it right. And here's my Valerieism for today. Every launch starts as a test. <laughs> oh my goodness, how many things have I launched through life? Some of them worked out really well, and some of them just didn't at all. But every one is a test, and what do I mean by that? It's a test of creativity. I had to come up with some idea. It's a test of persistence. I had to stay with it long enough to see if the seed would grow. It's a test of commitment. If you get an idea, if you're going to launch something, you better be committed. And then I think it's a test of just who you are as a person. Do you really believe in what you're doing? Because if you don't, it's not going to go anywhere. So that's my Valerieism. It's every launch starts as a test, but launch something. Bye for now. Thanks for listening. To receive Valerie's voice, free monthly leadership tips, and to learn more about her leadership programs and coaching, visit her website, ValerieAndCompany.com. Next week, we'll be here again to inspire, engage, and equip you with teachable points of view from successful leaders who have been doing it right. Until then, lead authentically.